Fight For You podcast is about our scariest thoughts, memories, and experiences. Every other week, I'm speaking with a new guest. These stories are rooted in pain, love, grief, heartache, but most of all, how they've overcome their biggest challenges. Fight For You exposes vulnerability, and you can have the chance to share your story too. Reach out anytime, and remember, you are not alone. Fight For You, let's break the stigma. I'm your host, Lily, and today's story is about Joe and Jax. Joe and Jax met in college while they both attended Chapman University. They both had a strong work ethic, loved to have fun, loved to work out, and cared about each other tremendously. They founded Sweat Intel in January of 2018. Sweat Intel on Instagram is all about a balanced lifestyle, everyday fashion, self-love, and more, ranging from their day-to-day work schedules to their fun weekends. Joe and Jax have grown S&T so quickly in the last three years. Joanna, known as the Blonde, grew up in Bellevue, Washington, attended Chapman University, and now lives in Newport, California, working full-time. Jacqueline, known as the Brunette, grew up in North Cal, attended Chapman University, and just recently moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Although Joe and Jax are across the country from each other, they have still found ways to connect even from miles away. Both of them are here today to share their stories as individuals and as a pair. Joe and Jax are here today. I'm so excited to welcome you guys to Fight For You. How are you guys? Hey! Good! Good. We're excited to be here. So excited to be here. Yay, I'm really glad that you guys are able to be here. And if you guys are ready, let's just get right into it. Let's do it. Okay. Jax, do you want to tell us about your childhood, how it shaped you into who you are, and the experiences you've been able to have? Oh, okay. Well, take a seat. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a really good childhood. I was, um, I'm a military brat. So the beginning of my life, like until first grade, I moved um, to multiple states. My sisters and I are all born in different states, but most of my life is California, um, NorCal, and I'm the middle child. Um, my parents, I'm one of the rare ones, I feel like these days where my parents are still married. Um, so I had a really, really good childhood and home life, um, definitely grew up in an area that's more affluent. So I had some interesting exposure from a young age of, you know, expectations and things like that. And I think you guys can both relate being from a similar area, you know, Joe and I have definitely bonded over that. Um, but all in all, I think my childhood, I was very, very blessed to have an actual childhood, you know, where I was able to just not have too many worries and experience things. And then, um, it gave me a good base. I think growing up definitely had struggles, ups and ups and downs, but I think those more came high school and in later in life that I really was able to, to conquer those. And childhood was actually pretty easy going, which was nice. Um, but overall, yeah, I'm very lucky to have that base and support in my family that started from, you know, a young age. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, Joe, how is your childhood different from Jack's? How did your childhood shape you and adapt you into the real world, including the people, places, and experiences you've had? Good question. I think, Lily, being from the same place and like going to the same high school and stuff, um, you obviously know more about my background, um, but grew up in Bellevue, Washington, born and raised. Um, I think Jax and I had, as she mentioned, I feel like we do have a lot of similarities with our upbringing. Um, and, you know, I had a 
spectacular like upbringing, the best parents, awesome siblings, step siblings, all of that. Um, I think some of the key differences would probably be that my parents actually did get divorced um, when I was in second grade. They split up and I think that's something that has really shaped me into who I am. I'm super, super grateful that the way that they split was amicable and it's ended up just being honestly like the best possible outcome given the circumstances. Um, but that definitely is something I feel like is a core difference between our upbringings um, and just, you know, dealing with a split family and the complexities that come with that are definitely a challenge. Um, so I think that kind of helped me face adversity from a young age and kind of learn to deal with that and be strong at communicating and things like that. But overall, awesome, awesome childhood and just upbringing, um, you know, went to Bellevue High School, which I loved. And it's <laughs> so funny that you're there now. Um, but yeah, overall, a great childhood. Yeah, well, we love to hear that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Jax, you've recently started being more open about your mental health experiences on Sweat and Tell. Could you tell us more about your personal mental health journey here? Definitely. I mean, this is something I could go on and on about. So um, I'll kind of give a brief overview. But basically, I suffered from major depression and anxiety and anxiety. I was it it kind of slowly integrated into my system. Um, there were some external factors that were triggers, but all in all, it's definitely it was definitely like a chemical imbalance in my brain. So it's something that I didn't take care of until I was really, really deep into it. So it was like years of struggle and then years of, you know, working on myself and trying to overcome it and also years of hiding it and not telling anybody um, and trying to have a different face and you know, publicly and just be the happy go lucky girl that I actually really am inherently. But during that time, I wasn't, you know, I was the darkest point was kind of when my senior year rolled around. That's when I wrote a suicide letter. Um, and then after college is when I really was on and off trying to help myself. Like I knew something was wrong. And that's when I was starting to open up to my family. And I was really lucky that they were really pushing me to get help. Um, but after I started therapy, which is so hard to start, but honestly, the most rewarding thing in the world. And also to anybody listening, give it more than one chance. I had to go to through three different therapists to find the one for me. And then when I finally found my angel, Dr. Farns, like it just was life-changing. Um, and then that took a long time too. I, I did therapy for about six months and then I did start taking medication to help with my depression because I really was kind of at a standstill, even though I, it, it was so frustrating when it's like, you can, you know, something's wrong and you just can't change it. You know, it's just, it's so frustrating and so hard and so isolating. And after I was really able to overcome that, and I feel like I'm going over it very briefly, but it was a very long, very hard struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, but once I was able to really accept it, I started speaking about it more and it really was like a weight off of my shoulders in that aspect too. And I really feel like I've found kind of like my purpose in a way of sharing my story to help other people. And then once I was able to share it, like on sweat and tell, I still like cry when I think about it. It's just the overwhelming response of people being so grateful to not feel alone and be able to relate was just so overwhelming because everybody goes through these and I don't know why society for so long forced you it's a, your problem or an issue or something but it's it's really so common and everybody goes through many different things so it's something that really should be talked about which is why we love 
you know, what you're doing here and all that. But yeah, I could go on and on about it. But basically, (laughs) I was at the very lowest point of my life for a while and really didn't want to move on, didn't think I would ever get better. And I had to work really, really hard. And I did get better. And it's still something that I have to continuously work on. It's not like once it's fixed, it's fixed. Like it's something that's inherent in you, you know, and it's something that you have to remember your whole life. And, and mental health is something that should be at the top of everybody's priority list, um, on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really something that I learned. And I don't know, I, I think it made me a much better person, much less judgmental, much more kind and, um, loving towards myself and others. And I feel like I'm even happier than I was before which is kind of nice. Cause I feel like before I would, even if there was things that bothered me, I, I still didn't have the emotional toolkit and development to really respond to them correctly sometimes. So now I feel like I'm able to like appreciate the highs and lows more and understand what they bring. Yeah. And I can relate to you and the fact that, you know, you were getting a little emotional that when I first came out with fight for you, I was like, what are people going to think? Oh yeah. Is, do they think I'm going to be lying? Is the response going to be bad or people going to treat me differently or whatever um but I was so overwhelmed too by the response of like the positivity and the support and like we're so used to having not a good response from things because mental health is so looked upon and you know the stigma around it is so negative and that you know you if you're getting help like something's like really wrong with you you're never going to get better like Mm -hmm. everything and so especially in high school people are like oh like they're different or anything like that when it's like everybody all ages deals with it um Mm -hmm. and everyone deals with some mental health in some type of way so I can definitely relate to you in the fact that um putting it out there can be really scary but it's intimidating talking about it it yeah really healing yeah it really is it's I always kind of describe it as when you're holding well this is something my therapist taught me and I just think it's a really good metaphor of when you're having these issues that you need to get out. So if you're having like a tough time and you're overthinking something and, and it's inside of you, it's like, there's a foreign object inside of you. And it's just like, you need to get it out. And so talking it, saying it out loud, whatever form of therapy you need, you know, seeing somebody going for a run, get doing a creative outlet, anything like getting it out of your system. It's so freeing. It's such a weight off your shoulders. And I also think the more people talk about it, the more the stigma is going to, you know, go down and the better that resources will be and more understanding overall, everybody will be. So I think it's so important to talk about and continuously not, you know, put in the back burner. Yeah, absolutely. And then Joe, from a best friend's perspective, how have you learned to support um, Jax and how have you grown from being there for her? I feel like through our friendship, it's such a testament that you don't always know what's happening behind closed doors. Like, I think that that was probably like the first thing that I thought when Jacqueline was so open and vocal about her mental health journey and what she was going through. Um, Because coming from someone that like Jacqueline is obviously my best friend and I couldn't even really fully comprehend or see what she was going through until she had the strength encouraged to actually share it with people which I know is really hard for her to do so um I think like just above all else it's just like you don't know what people are really going through um so always just lead with grace and acceptance um but I think 
through her sharing her journey. I mean, obviously our friendship has gotten a lot stronger. We've been, I think, even better at communicating and just being more in touch with our emotions. But on my end, I think I've really learned how to just be a better friend in all aspects and make sure that I'm checking in and just being more aware and of, you know, the emotional support that I can give to my friends. Uh, but I think it's really honestly strengthened our relationship. Um, and just being able to have those open conversations, I think, in any friendship relationship that you go through, there's always going to be turmoil or challenges that you face. And so just being there for Jacqueline, um, I mean, I, I think made a big difference um, <laughs> for her. Uh, but I I think too, just with mental health overall, Jacqueline is doing such a phenomenal job, just changing the perspective and really changing the groundwork for eliminating that stigma. And she's been so courageous in that journey that it makes me obviously want to be a part of that as well. So I feel very grateful that we're able to really use. I was going to say you are a part of it, Joe. You're this is, <laughs> together. We're doing it. Yeah, but I think it's like with my emotional support of Jacqueline and then her strength and courage, we're really using our platform to be a catalyst to try and help spread awareness and honestly eliminate that stigma. And I didn't even realize how much of a stigma there was until, you know, Jacqueline has um, had shared her journey and really like vocalized it. So I think if anything, it's strengthening our friendship and we're just spreading awareness. But I'm super, super proud of her. And I've said that since day one, um, that I've always, always been very proud. And I think um, the journey that she's shared. <laughs> um, but I think the journey that she's shared has helped a lot of people as well. Yeah, and that's probably a great reminder for Jax to just, I mean, I know you know it every day that she supports you, but to hear yeah. out loud in front of another person is probably a really great feeling. Yeah. yeah, and I think the beginning of what Joe was saying too is really important to, to remember. Uh, like when I was at my worst point, nobody knew, you know, and I, yeah. I couldn't even tell Joe, couldn't even tell my family. I would hide it, you know, and so it's what Joe was saying of you never know what's going on, you know, behind yeah. those doors is something you really have to remember yeah and, and like I'm your best friend I would see yeah, you like yeah. eight hours a day because this was like at house when we were working there I would see you we'd work out we'd work on sweat and tell and I still didn't know so like it really is a testament to just like lead with kindness and integrity and just support people because you really just don't know what they're yeah. going through um, does not look a certain way at all like depression yeah. one day you can be happy-go-lucky and the next like you're in bed all day you know and it's like yeah. I feel like people think depression as like one gloomy cloud image and it's like that's not what it is at all you know or like I always and this is me thinking like in my naive brain like years and years ago being like oh I feel like depressed people look like Eeyore they're just walking yeah. around moping around pessimistic negative and it's like that is the opposite farther of from <laughs> you from the you so um and obviously everyone like you know wears their emotions differently and internalizes things differently but yeah I mean in this case like couldn't be more opposite from Jacqueline so Absolutely. Do you guys want to um, tell us a little bit about your friendship, like where you guys met or yeah. just a little bit on your journey so people know, like at the end of the day, how you guys are coming together? Yeah. Yes. So we met in college. Um, I'm a year older than Joe, and she's a year younger than me, obviously. <laughs> um, and we were in the same sorority, and we were like, 
we were friends in college, but not close at all. We ran in the same circles. We would party together, you know, like take shots together here and there, but nothing really that crazy close wise. We just ran in slightly different circles that were connected, you know, it was kind of Mm -hmm. funny. Um, And we both like liked each other. We just never really had the opportunity to get really close. And then after college, I was working at House, and then Joe, when she graduated, started working at House as well, which is a like corporate job that we worked at, you know, cubicles that whole life. <laughs> um, and that's when we really got close because not only like Joe was saying, we were spending all day together. We were working together and basically chatting all day long in our cubes, you know, and then right after work, we had kind of funky hours. We'd work East coast hours. So it was like six to three. And so right after work, we would go and work out together. And then it just sort of became like an everyday thing, you know, and then we just got really, really close that way. And, um, with sweating to tell, obviously we've gotten even closer, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's so funny looking back at our friendship and it's like, oh my gosh, we were so right next to each other for so long and never even knew that we had, we could have been best friends, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then we met, but that's kind of how life works. You know, timing needs to be there for everything to work out. So, yeah. So, yeah. And our brand, I feel like just naturally formed from mm-hmm. that. Like I had wanted to start some sort of account and I had, I was so lame. It was like, I was posting stuff about like Newport beach and all my favorite spots. I had like maybe 200 followers, which were all of my friends that I like made follow it from work. Like super lame. But then Jacqueline and I had talked and we're like, we kind of want to do something fitness related. And then all of a sudden it was just like falling into place. Like, oh my gosh, this would be so incredible if we could do something together and just post about everything that we're already doing. Like we're already trying out like coffee shops and going to these awesome fitness studios and we're like reviewing them afterwards. So why don't we just share with our community? Um, And it really just naturally formed from there. Yeah. And I had an account too, that I wasn't using. So Joe and I were both kind of like secret, like we both were interested in doing it, but I think we, we hadn't found our niche yet. And then once we talked about it together, we were like, dude, like this is like, it's not, this is what we're going to do. And it also, I, at least on my end, I was so scared to start a social media account. So I had like the handle for a long time and just never did it because I was so nervous about judgment and having Joanna right by my side during it. I honestly, I don't think I could have done it without you. Like it it was so nice having a friend by your side when you're going through it. It's scary. It's intimidating. Yeah, absolutely. So is that kind of where the idea of Sweat and Tell came from? Just like, you know, working out together doing work reviewing all of that that's just kind of it just kind of came together and then where'd the name come from um I had just like thought of, that was the handle that I was reserving for some reason yeah and because I like had thought of something fitnessy but I just never knew what I wanted to do and then like it just sort of worked out yeah and then it's evolved yeah. since then you know we first like Joe was saying we would talk about it and we're like let's just what we freaking talk about every day and do every day, like go to these classes, review them, talk about fitness things that we enjoy, review different trends and fads and all of that. And then it kind of evolved into, like it started off as kind of this lighthearted fun thing and it still is, but it evolved into this much larger picture of like self-love and lifestyle and balancing it all. And it's something that like just naturally organically formed because it's truly 
I, I was going to say who we are, but not necessarily who we are. It's what we want to embody and what we like really try to daily remind ourselves of. So that's something that it's just grown into. And I think it's helped us grow personally as well. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So on top of that, you both work full-time jobs. How do you maintain work-life sweat and tell along with a social life? Yes, this is definitely something that we're actively practicing and always working on because there's always so many things being thrown at you. Once you feel like you have this thing of things, like there's something else that comes up. So I think both Jacqueline and I are big planners we're very organized and I think that that really honestly helps compartmentalize our day-to-day so whether it's you know working full-time I work at Salesforce um, for my day job and then obviously run sweat and tell on top of that with Jack um, so for me it's really all about planning things out in my calendar in advance and making sure that I am prioritizing time for the things that I feel like fill up my cup because you just go through you know your day-to-day constantly giving and being more reactive, like in a job, you know, you're responding to emails, you're doing meetings and calls and things like that. You need to find ways that make you feel fulfilled and fill your cup back up. So you have a lot to give. So whether that's, you know, finding the balance of being social and getting coffee with friends or something like that, spending time with your significant other, obviously working out is a huge one for us. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on, but we definitely make sure that we're prioritizing time for that because if we don't, then we feel like, you know, we get to a point where we are so burnt out. We're like, oh my God, what is going on? Like, we feel like inspired. We're, you know, um, kind of burning the candle at both ends. Um, and we don't want to get to that point. Like we've definitely been there before. It's very common, you know, for people to kind of get to that place when they're really busy. Um, but for us, just balancing everything is obviously so important and we um we like to practice what we preach and just make sure that we are you know filling up all of those different buckets not everything is about work not everything is about you know x y and z so that's kind of my spiel um but I know Jacqueline probably has a different perspective now yeah well I think (laughs) I think you um did a really good job of explaining like the balance of things and that's kind of the segue into I just quit my job last week um, my like day job because with sweat and towel, it's been three years now and it's just growing to a point where it has become so much work and we are expanding into more of an entrepreneurial side of things as far as research and development and stuff that's separate from our to-do list now. So it's something that I recently have taken the leap into doing, but it, it was honestly not, it was more of a lifestyle choice because like Joanna said, I got to the point where I, I was feeling very, very overwhelmed with everything mm-hmm. that I had. And I was burning the candles from both ends. And that's something that Joe and I, you know, we needed to practice what we preached. And it's one of those things where it's like, yes, you can have balance, but eventually like things around you are growing and like chores and to-do lists and things like that. Like they escalate as a business grows, as your position grows when you're development, when you're developing, you know, and so that's something that we had to reevaluate and be like, okay, this isn't good for my mental health, for our business, for relationship wise, you know, it's just something that you have to have those open communications about. And that's something that like Joe and I had a serious talk about it. My boyfriend and I had a serious talk about it. And it was like becoming very aware that 
I wasn't able to balance it all. And I think that's a big thing that people need to accept. And that was something that I was like really struggling to accept because I like to think of myself as Superman, you know, like I like to be able to do a million things at once that I like find Mm -hmm. pride in that. And so it was like hard for me to accept, like I couldn't do it all at that point, but it's not really something that you have to look at as negative because if you're not able to be your best self, you're not going to be able to create your best opportunity and fulfill everything around you. So it's something that, yes, it's really important to have all these different aspects of your life and balance it. But like, you can't just say right now you're happy. And then a year from now, not evaluate, reevaluate, you know? So it's something that you really have to take a step back on and consistently, just like we were saying with your mental health, you know, stay on track with that, with your balance as well. Stay on track. We actually did this, um, right before I quit, it was kind of one of the reasons that inspired me that I needed to quit because we had this consultation group (laughs) at my office come in and we filled out this document and it's, um, it was basically what we're talking about, evaluating the important aspects of your life. So family, friendships, fitness, finance, business, and faith, I think was all of them or career and faith. And mine was you guys, it was like a splatter paint, you know, like it was just all across the board and it was just so much stress. And I think that that's a really good core values to evaluate when you're trying to figure out your balance and you want it just to be consistent across the board. And if there's a dip in an area, maybe you need to change it something else, you know? So I think that's um, an important way to look at it. It's, it's very interesting because this is so new for me. So I have a different perspective now than I did before, but I honestly am proud of myself for realizing that I needed to make a change. Um, And I think before I was like more like embarrassed or like ashamed of myself that I was going to do it. And now I feel proud. And I think you need to readjust that because balance and your happiness is so important to fulfill everything else. So you're full time with sweat until now, right? Yep. Okay. Exciting. Exciting. That means Mm -hmm. lots of new content and (laughs) projects coming up. That's awesome. Um, and so you are in Nashville, right? Nashville. Yes, Nashville. <laughs> are apart. What ways have you found to work as a pair, although you aren't together? We are just talking 24 seven, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've done a pretty good job yeah. streamlining stuff. Um, yeah. We do talk, like Jacqueline said, 24 seven, but we know that you know we're gonna make it work it was never really a concern when you know Jacqueline uh, made the choice to move out to Nash but we time block things in our calendars we just are very cognizant of time difference and just making sure that we do dedicate specific um, time that we can connect and go through things that are you know urgent things that need both of our attention um, some of those things but you know, kind of like I mentioned, we're both such planners that we make lists, we use a project management tool and things like that, just to keep everything, you know, streamlined and make sure that we stay on top of it since we aren't together 24 seven. But I feel like we've done a pretty good job and like definitely are in the swing of things now. Yeah, I think it definitely took a little bit of adjustment and our business just kind of we had way more work this year than we ever have before. So I think that's one of the things that we really had to adjust as well. And like Joanna said, we're really good at scheduling. And I think that's really been good for us. We have, you know, set calls twice a week that we go over things and then we'll have other calls if necessary. I mean, we usually have other calls. It's always necessary, (laughs) but those are like our set ones each week that we know we'll be going through some stuff like our 
we have a shared doc with our to-do list and everything. And then like Joanna was saying, our project management system, Rike, really helps us with more task-based um, assignments and partnerships and things like that. Um, but yes, a lot of organization with Google Drive, a lot of planning things in our calendar and a lot of just double checking so nothing slips through the cracks. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And so now that you guys are in the public eye, how have you been able to differentiate, diffi I can't say that word, why can't I say it? <laughs> <laughs> I say it. Why can't I say it? Diff oh you got God. it, girl. You got it. <laughs> guys, I'm only a junior. Um, I literally cannot say that word, but you know what I mean? To your personal life and to what your followers see. Oh, that's a yeah. good question. That is a good question because I feel like from the beginning, we did have such a specific niche of showing just fitness and health and wellness. And we really honed in on that. But I think as your followers grow and your audience grows, people want to see more. Like people love to see just the really authentic, real, like what does your everyday look like that isn't always going to fitness studios and just like, what is people want more of like mm -hmm. your personal life. And so I think we slowly started to share more and we got feedback from our audience, like the more the merrier. So mm -hmm. we've really transitioned, I would say, especially within the last year of sharing more about our life. Um, but we do, do definitely still like to keep some things like private. Like we don't really share much about our significant others. Like they just don't really have any interest in being in like the spotlight and like being featured. Um, so I think we do a good job of trying to compartmentalize some things um, because it is important to still protect like your privacy. So I, I think from the, for the most part, we're pretty comfortable with sharing things and both Jack and I are over shares. Like we love sharing whatever we can, but I do think it's important to protect some of those things that are like really close to you um, just to make sure that you still have something that's not being broadcasted to, you know, 60,000 people. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nice to have something that's your own. And um, I think too, this year, like a big thing that we've improved and grown on in our platform is showing not just positives, but like some, sometimes when we're down or negative days and things like yeah. that. Um, people really like vulnerability because just like we were saying with mental health, it's nice to see other things that you can relate to other than just the per perfect, you know, picture perfect Instagram. And I think yeah. social media is changing for that aspect, but I do, I'm very thankful that our niche, although we do share almost every aspect of our lives, like our niche is definitely focused around health and wellness. So we don't feel as obligated as some bloggers to show some intimate details of things because as open books as we are like we still like our privacy and our significant mm -hmm. others like our privacy and that's no yeah. right of ours to dispute that so I think Joe and I actually have a really good balance of it um which is nice we show you know the majority of things and if people ask for things, we will give it to them or explain to them that like, to be honest, it's just something personal. So mm -hmm. I think that's nice too, is we have a really open line of communication with our followers and um, they respect that as well, which I think is mm -hmm. nice. Um, you know, people want to know the nitty gritty, but I think at the end of the day, if your followers do respect you, they're going to understand if Absolutely. you say, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep this private. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and our audience is just really kind and respectful in general so they understand yeah um that's awesome 
how has COVID changed your work ethic and style to what you guys prepare and share with your followers? Um, I think that's actually probably one of the reasons this year why we expanded to show so much of the ups and downs because of COVID. I mean, I think we all had a, a crazy year, you know, and it's something that we had the time to really express ourselves on that, which was nice. Um, but I think it also evolved into showing more of like the day-to-day -day things um, of our, you know, mundane lifestyle when we're forced to be stuck at home and how everything has changed. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I feel like forced us to be more creative because you aren't able, I mean, for the last year, we haven't been able to go to all of these different studios. We haven't been able to go out and socialize and go to different events and stuff. So I think it's challenged us in some ways, like for, I mean, there's been, you know, more hurdles than I can name and obstacles that we've faced a lot within the last year. But I think it's really pushed us to think creatively about our platform and really look inward and figure out what do we truly want to do? What is the type of content we want to produce? And I, it just forced us to be more strategic. And I think just really like, honestly, take a, a step back and like reflect on our business and how we're running it. So I, I feel thankful from that from that aspect um mm -hmm. but for me personally I mean I'm working from home obviously and it I have found it to be a nice adjustment um just being able to work from home and work on sweat and tell and not have to commute and things like that um it's been I think that's like the silver lining honestly is just having the flexibility to work from home yeah absolutely and so with working from home we all know how hard it is I mean I'm doing school from home you guys are doing work from home yeah fall off track sometimes what do you do to remind yourself that it's going to work out yeah I mean I feel like it's so normal to feel like you're falling off track or you're just not feeling as productive or motivated um I think it's really important to give yourself grace especially during honestly like we're in a pandemic and I know that we've been in it for almost a year now but I really think people forget because you get so in your groove and when you take a step back and you're like we are in a global pandemic and it's okay if I'm you know not feeling as productive as I normally am or if I'm feeling anxious or stressed um, I really just feel like you have to give yourself grace and I mean like furthermore there's so many other things going on in the world throughout the past year there's been um, obviously economic impacts, social justice impacts and challenges and things like that. So there's a lot to weigh you down and a lot to think about. And we're so like reactive this day and age with like all this information being thrown at us, but I think <laughs> it can definitely be challenging. So I think honestly, just reminding yourself that it's okay if you have off days and it's not like you're getting off track. I think it's just being fluid with everything that's being thrown at you right now and the challenges um but in terms of like what I personally do honestly I just will completely step away like for for me going on daily walks and not even bringing my phone or putting it in my pocket having it on silent have been my saving grace um even you know calling friends or family or people that I wouldn't normally be able to call at 10 a.m because I'd usually be in the office like whether it's Jacqueline or my parents or sister or something like that um that too has been a really good reminder and kind of a silver lining as well yeah that's actually you kind of took the words out of my mouth I think great giving yourself grace is number one we deserve mm -hmm. it 
especially during this pandemic, but honestly, we deserve grace. Humans are flaws and are not Mm -hmm. robots. We can't be productive a hundred percent of the time, you know, um, getting outside, like Joanna says, if that's a possibility going for a walk, like mother nature is an insane healer and literally 10 minutes can reset your total vibe. Mm -hmm. I also think that evaluating why you're feeling that way is really important. So evaluate your sleep, what you're eating, things like that, and see if it's, you know, a momentary thing or a bigger picture that you need to resolve. Um, and then it's, if it's also something as simple as motivation, similar to Joanna, taking this, taking a break, getting outside and then doing something that excites you more. So it may not be the most important thing on your list, but something that, you know, you can accomplish and feel good about, and it can kind of give you that motivation to actually finish what you're trying to get done. in the second step, like, usually I would say, do the hardest thing first, but in a situation like that. Sometimes you just need something to feel good. So get something done that you know is going to mm-hmm. give yourself that nice boost of energy. Take a breather, have a sip of tea, you know, what you need to do to calm and then realize that you're not perfect, but it's, you can handle anything, you know, you'll, you'll move forward. Yeah. And then Jax, as a child and now an adult, was there any resources that you used um, or anything specifically that gave you inspiration that there was like, hope a light at the end of the tunnel anything like that for like mental health yeah um so my family has always been a big support but I I do come from I feel like a more traditional family and area where like mental health had a major stigma so to be honest growing up I never really even knew the like I I just never talked about it I never knew the importance even at the end of high school when I like thought I would be like depressed or have like these weird symptoms I just I didn't even know what to call it, you know? And so I think that was so strange. And I think, I really do think that's why it's so important to change the stigma because if I knew what to do, or if I had people I looked up to like early on doing it, I would have gotten help so much earlier. And I would have really, you know, been able to, I think, help myself, but obviously my path, like I'm very happy with how it ended because I I find strength in it. But I think, the the resources I think that was the hardest thing I really had to do research myself you know and I think that was it's such a struggle to find help when it's not easily attainable Um, my family was very very kind and helpful my mom helped me a lot my older sister had been to therapy before and so she told me her journey and things like that which I had no idea until I told her mine so it's just crazy that even my sister who I'm like super close with like we didn't know these things. And that just goes to show like the stigma, but um, there are a lot more resources now. There's a lot of virtual ones too. I actually did want to add, I wrote a full blog post about my mental health journey. And at the bottom of it, I linked some resources as well there. Um, so I can send that over to you or you can link that. Can the blog post to the show. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's some great resources there. And then also right now with COVID, I know um, it's, it's hard to get in there, but there's virtual ones like better help and things like that, that people can look into, or just virtual therapy appointments. I've done them over the phone before and they're great, but honestly, like, I, I just, I wish I could go back and shake myself and tell myself that I was going to be okay. And I want to do that with every single person that's going through this, but I, I, I don't even know how to express it, but everybody can get better. And there is a light, you know, I, I don't know how to explain that but like I'm walking proof that you can think your life is over and then completely flip a switch you know so absolutely 
and a little I'm plastic, I'm like tearing up again. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to sweat and tell a little bit. Do you guys have any future plans that you can share with us? Ooh, uh, we have so many future so plans. Many. We, Jack and I, think so big. Like, we definitely have plans for sweat and tell, like our account in and of itself. Like, yes, we want to continue growing that and producing awesome engaging educational content um so definitely have some goals around that but I think we also have some bigger more entrepreneurial goals um that are I think you know pretty close on the horizon for us this year um we have plans for a product and just other content that we're really making sure that we're focusing on so that we can provide to our community um and just circulate so we're really excited. We can't share like too much about it, but we have so yeah. many plans and we're really yeah. excited that we have a platform that we can leverage to really help us um, and be a segue into the future plans that we have. Um, but I think all in all, obviously we love Instagram. We love social media and being able to contribute that way, but we have some plans that just are a little bit more removed and more tangible. Awesome. Yeah. We're, we're kind of expanding in all different levels. So you'll see a lot more social content and engaging content on multiple platforms. Um, a lot more valuable resources that can be like tangible that people can access at multiple times. Um, and then the research and development for something that hopefully will be, you know, developing soon, but we have some really exciting big plans and we will be sharing as much as possible along the way. I know we're being so vague right now, but that's just because we're at the beginning of the works of everything and once it comes to you know close to fruition we will be doing yeah that's every cool. step of the way sharing so <laughs> stay tuned for a lot of exciting stuff yeah and that's we think everyone's going to really find value and and enjoy it yeah that's awesome I'm super excited how do you, each of you guys inspire each other oh that's a good question um Joe really inspires me just because she's like such a worker bee like she's just such a hard worker and her like dreams are like psychotic you know like she just dreamed <laughs> so big and I love it because I feel like I have big dreams too but I like sometimes I'm scared to say them and I feel like I could say anything to Joe I, I could be like let's run for president and vice president and she'd be like we can freaking do this like let's start a campaign <laughs> you know like I feel like that's she's like such a motivation for me just because I know that together like we can actually accomplish our goals and like she's she's more than talk like she she does the work so I just think it's it's nice to have somebody supportive like that in your corner um and encouraging like to make you dream big um and she's also very honest which I enjoy sometimes it can be blunt but like I think it's good for our relationship and um I think it's like something I admire because I sometimes have a hard time being blunt to some people. So I feel like she's helped me gain a backbone in a lot of aspects of that as well. So that's my love for Jojo <laughs> as, as a business partner. I didn't even do like friend wise. I was more like, yeah. yeah, I think for me, obviously like could repeat everything Jack said, but something specific that sticks out about Jacqueline since day one when we started with Sweat and Tell is her way of approaching life with humor and not taking things too seriously and that's something that I have always challenged with been challenged with um, so I really really feel inspired by the way that she can be so optimistic and positive even in you know shitty situations are we allowed to swear on this 
Yeah. Hopefully. I know. Okay. I keep, I keep <laughs> holding back my squares. <laughs> um, in really shitty like situations, Jacqueline can somehow find the humor and positivity. And I, I remember when we first started with Sweat and Tell, like whether it was getting a no from a potential partnership or whatever it was, I remember just being like, I feel so inspired and so deeply admire her ability to just like walk away and just be like, totally fine on to the next. Um, so I've always just like really admired that about Jacqueline. Um, and that's truly how she is both as a business partner and just as a person overall and with our friendship. So I would say that. And then obviously her work ethic and all that other stuff, but that's the thing that sticks out to me the most. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys have, you can just tell the way you guys talk to each other and through your guys' account, how close you guys are and the relationship. (laughs) And I think a lot of people, you know, see that and they're like, wow, that's really cool. You know, especially the way you guys work um, together still. And you guys are apart on different time zones. Sometimes I look Mm -hmm. at the account and it's like two o'clock and Jack's getting dinner and I'm like, what I know, I know. Oh wait, she's like in Nashville, but I was like, yeah, I know it's it's sometimes hard not to call Joe. Like right when I wake up, I feel like, like uh, at least a few days she'll wake up to like 13 different texts that are just like different topics. (laughs) But it's honestly great. I would say like 95% of the time I, I wake up and I'm like, Oh, like extracting a text from Jacqueline and I love it so it's great we have we figure out a way to make it work (laughs) yeah no I really do though like I feel like we are very lucky because being friends and starting a business is obviously a risk you know and I think that's something that like Joe and I didn't even really evaluate that I feel like too much when we first started we were just so gung-ho that we jumped in and it's definitely like helped us grow so much as friends like I feel like we're more on the sister level now because we're like, as a business partner, you're forced to confront things, you know, like if there's an issue, like you have to talk about it. Whereas friends, sometimes you can let it slide and something like that. But like in a business relationship, like if you don't fix that, it's going to hinder you later on. So I think it's really helped our communication in general too. Um, And we've, I feel like it's helped us grow as friends, which was, it's kind of like the opposite of, I feel like a lot of business partner situations like I feel like it's it's helped us grow and become closer together and I feel like we were at the right level of friendship when we started it almost that it was like able to catapult us to this position of career success and friendship success which is I personally find so valuable and consider it rare honestly so I think that's really something special and it's something that is not I wouldn't say it's easy because we're so easy to like get along Joe and I, but it's something we do have to work on. And if anybody is going into business with their partner, like it's something you have to be aware of and and work on that. And I think um, it's, it's just something that is, is very prominent and um, can help you grow or can really destroy a a relationship. So. And I just have a few more questions for you. And I'm really actually excited to see your answers on the last two, because I think they're great questions for you guys to answer. So the first one is, why is sharing our stories so powerful? I think sharing our stories is so powerful purely for um, people to feel heard and understood and Mm -hmm. connected. Um, I think human connection is is something that like it's thrown around so casually these days with social media because you can see everything. But like, human connection isn't seeing somebody on a beach, you know, in vacation. I think 
by being seeing somebody's vulnerability, it really can give other people strength. And I think that's a really, really powerful thing. Yeah, I agree. And I think with social media in general, like having the access to be able to relate to people that maybe you wouldn't normally relate to, whether you're in high school or, you know, move somewhere new and you don't know anyone like I I feel like being able to share your story, at least for us on social, like so many people have been able to relate, whether it's, you know, Jacqueline's mental health story or something as silly as um, a recipe we're making or certain tips and things like that about fitness studios. Like people want to feel like they're able to have that connection and relate, like Jacqueline said, and just, you know, form some sort of connection in a way to kind of validate themselves. So um yeah I mean we definitely feel fortunate that we have a platform we're able to share our stories on yeah Yeah, it it really is valuable yeah and with that having the platform what are some of the greatest gifts that have come out of your hardest obstacles and why are these gifts so important oh I I think going back to that connection when whenever we share something that's vulnerable or you know triggered us or a something that we had to work through no matter how big or so small the messages that we receive of people telling us their story and relating I just never thought that we could make an impact like that and it's just so powerful and it like proves you really can help people just by being yourself and sharing your story um in providing things that you find valuable somebody else will too and I think that's amazing um and I also think the ones where they say that we inspire them in general to have more balance or acceptance is really fulfilling. Um, Yeah, I think that as far as the connection is amazing. And then also some of the things that we've gotten to see come to fruition that we just worked really hard on, um, collaborations that we've done, partnerships, getting to meet some people that we've looked up to for years or brands that we were like, oh my gosh, I never thought I'd be able to even talk to them and get to do it. It's just, it's really exciting to see that if you put in the effort, you know, you can, you can reach those goals. Mm -hmm. And I think too, just speaking in general, I feel like when you're younger and you face obstacles, like I remember the way that I would like handle things when I was in middle school and high school, I'd be like, the world is ending, everything's ruined. And as you get older, you definitely just gain a sense of just more stability, honestly. But I think like the times, like Jacqueline and I have definitely been through a lot, both on a personal and a business level um, the last few years. But I think the times that we've faced obstacles and have been really shaken up, it's like like an earthquake, but rather than just being like, just completely negating whatever happened, I feel like we always take time to really Mm self-reflect, whether it's, you know, us like quitting our jobs or being unhappy with a certain situation, I really do feel like we do a good job at being able to have that self-reflection, look inward and understand why those things are happening and then come out of it stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, both Jax and I, I feel like really push ourselves to do that as well. Cause you're going to always face obstacles in life, but it's like how you internalize that and make sure either, you know, it doesn't happen again, or you can make positive decisions Mm-hmm. Um, based on those situations and as a team I feel like we're good at doing that together too holding each other accountable and then even using our platform for that sharing things like that it's kind of an accountability aspect of uh, of that same thing you know and then you can also like people are so freaking helpful you know like people will give you information and tips that you don't even ask for and it's just it's genuinely you can receive so much useful things from social media and, and sharing those obstacles. So it's really an interesting, it's an interesting world we live in. 
Absolutely. And on that note, Joanna and Jacqueline, thank you guys so much for joining me today and sharing your guys' stories with us. Each of you guys share authentic, raw, vulnerable, and inspiring, inspirational stories, advice, and experiences. I see myself in some of your stories, and I know that lots of other people will too. Thank you for the great work that you guys share, and congratulations on growing Sweat and Tell so much in the last three years. Is there anything I haven't asked you guys that you want our listeners to know? Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> oh my gosh, anything you haven't asked us or anything? Um, anything you guys want to share? I mean, I will link everything in the description, anything. If there's like, just like something someone has told you that you guys always want yeah. to remind I mean, I feel like this is just so cheesy, but I couldn't just attest to this more, but truly, because I know that a lot of your listeners were younger, the world is your oyster like if there is something that you want be resourceful have you know grit and be persistent and diligent and go after it and put your blinders on and go for it as long as you're being genuine and kind and true to yourself along the way like hard work pays off and you will reap the benefits of all of that hard work um but truly I think you know, growing up in the same place, like Lily, you know, it's just like, you're in such a bubble that there is so much out there that I feel like I didn't even realize until I went to college, like the opportunities and the millions and millions of people that are out there, um, other than that little bubble that you're in. So I think really challenge yourself and get uncomfortable. Like that is the biggest tip that I can give to anyone is like, not only is the world your oyster, but take advantage of it, get uncomfortable, because that's when the growth and the change happens. And even though it might, you might have that, you know, mild discomfort in the time, like when we were starting sweat and tell, like that was so uncomfortable. We're like, what are we doing? Like, we don't, we don't know, like, are, do we fit this mold? Like what's happening? Uh, But looking back, that's one of the best things that we've ever done. And we're going to look back on that for, you know, the rest of our life um, and hopefully make an impact on people. So get uncomfortable and just take advantage of all the resources that you have. I love that. I think being, Comfortable in the uncomfortable is something that's so important for life in general. And I think Joe hit the nail on the head. It's like, once you feel that, that butterfly that, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do it. It's like, you're probably in the right place. Like you probably need to take that step. And then I think the other aspect of that is when you're thinking of your goals, we actually recently did a whole blog post about this. That's going to be coming out um, on the skinny confidential. We did a blog post swap with her. Um, Find like when you're reaching for your goals, to attain them, you have to focus on why you want them. So focus on your why and really make sure that you understand that you're doing it for your own reasons, not because you think your parents will like it, not because you think other people will like it for yourself and why, and to find that why, you know, ask why you're doing this, get the answer, ask why that makes you happy, ask why that makes you feel that way. And I think if you know the reason behind your mission, what you want, and then just go after it, you actually can achieve any goal that you really want to. Um, you just have to have that focus and the right reason. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I'm so glad that you guys are able to join me. Yes. Aww, we are so, so glad. To be here. So thank you for having us. Of course. Hey, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and I hope you loved it. 
Check out the show notes and follow the Instagram and make sure you subscribe to the podcast to get the quickest updates and release information. Share this with a friend and remember, you are not alone. You are loved, cared for, heard, and seen. You've made it another day. Keep it up. All my love, Lily. See you next week.